0: Hi James. Ben, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. It's a little late. The garbage truck has has already passed by. Oh. Um my kids are hopefully finally asleep after a, a long a long struggle and my computer has finally turned on after deciding that it was plugged in but had zero battery. Mm, so. so. So no
1: garbage truck and maybe no kids in the background. This is the the sound uh, our sound quality nuts are going to be appreciative of this one. Well yeah except I got to keep my my
0: uh, mouth on the microphone which I oh. got a little away from last week Sorry. no
1: you were you were getting into
0: it it happens to me sometimes too um so uh there there's actually so I, there's something that um been thinking about and I think we've kind of chatted about there's almost like this a, a long thread and opening that we've kind of gone around the edges out. Mm. but I, I don't know I almost feel like we 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 we're almost on the verge of like a series of, of discussions and um, something I've been writing in the daily update and also um, in the articles. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is I I have, we've kind of been talking about some, some really big ideas and I think we're going to kick it off here. And I just kind of preemptively want people to bear with us because we might be muddling through a little bit. Strap yourselves in. So, um, uh, I usually try not to not talk too much about like my daily day stuff because so I want to be kind of like a goose or whatever. But, um, I did set off a little bit of a uh, um a firestorm, uh, to say the least. Uh, on Tuesday when uh, I wrote about the the carriers, um so th- there's a story that um in the Financial Times that some carriers in Europe, or at least one carrier, has installed ad blocking software from a company called Shine, hmm. and they are on the verge of turning it on, which will basically block ads um, on a network basis. Now, they're actually going to start out by offering it to customers as an opt-in, but they're threatening to just turn it on indiscriminately at some point um, with the goal of bringing Google, et cetera, to the table and making them share the revenue wow. with them. So uh, there's... So yeah. Bold. Yeah, wow wow is exactly right. Well, there's there's so much in this story to unpack, right? Because there is the uh there's the whole ad story, there's the privacy story, there is the kind of shakedown story of like almost a a monopoly provider threatening to shake down Google for all intents and purposes. Mm. Um, and then there's also kind of like the individual component because the idea of ad blocking is hardly new. I mean, people have been running ad blockers for for a while, do, do, do you run an ad blocker? <laughs> yes, Ben, I run an
1: ad blocker, and I realize I've just walked <laughs> straight into your trap.
0: <laughs> no, it's not a trap. It, 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 that, that will make for a better show. Um, so th- there's a ton. There's a ton to unpack here. So I think w- we almost have to be careful um, about the parts that we that we we start with, and, and maybe starting on the individual level is interesting. Mm. Um And it's interesting because um <laughs> I really, I think I upset a lot of people. Uh because I uh uh what's <laughs> how did I put it exactly? You you called uh, us amoral or immoral even. Yeah, yeah maybe amoral would have been better. Well I didn't call you immoral. What I said was um frankly, <laughs> and I know this will upset many of you, I believe that those using ad blockers are wrong as well. Uh no, so sorry. Yeah, so let's get one thing straight up front. I believe that Carthy and his company and the mobile operators that use Shine software, Shine is the company that's creating the software, are wrong in a moral sense. And that was probably the wrong choice of words, <laughs> uh, just because you know you say wrong in a moral sense. That can there's a wide range of I think meanings that can be attached. To that some of them quite serious, mm-hmm. like a. Um, and I guess I have I tend to have more of a, a Catholic view of, of sin, like there's little sins and big sins, um, <laughs> as opposed to a Protestant, you know, like uh, black or white sort of thing. And I, I guess what I, what I mean by that is um, just because some first off, just because something's wrong, just because something's quote unquote wrong, more I guess a moral wrong, more it depends on your own personal mm. morals. And so what I meant by that is, in my interpretation of right and wrong, I believe this is wrong. And I wasn't trying to make an appeal to a higher morality, whether that be God or nature's law or, you know, I mean, we're getting into deep, deep philosophy here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think for something along this matter, it's, it's about your own personal uh, perception of right or wrong. And, and the, the, the important thing of that and the extension in which, in which I did write in this update is that what I think is morally right or wrong has nothing to do with what is legally right or wrong or right, what is right, right or wrong from a business perspective. Totally. And frankly, there's a lot of exceptionally in my estimation immoral companies very legally making a lot of money right now. So, I I should have been queer and probably chose my words more carefully that that was my that was my estimation. Mm, okay, so
1: we we you described us as immoral, but you didn't really mean <laughs> it. What did you mean to say instead?
0: Well, no. It's more yeah, I guess that's the issue. It, it's I wasn't Maybe I'm being semantic, but I it wasn't like trying to ascribe. I no, I get where you're coming. People from. are wrong. You know, okay, yeah, well, you, well, I appreciate. No, no, it. no, no, Hopefully no, I, I no, no I
1: As as someone who uses
0: one of these ad blockers, I, I totally get where you're coming from. But let's keep going. with So, it. so my fundamental my fundamental issue with ad blockers on the internet is the a publisher, someone somewhere, uh, let's say TechCrunch. Mm. TechCrunch is paying people to research, to report, to produce content. And they're paying it and posting it for quote-unquote free. But with the trade-off being you can read it for quote-unquote free, free as in beer, as they say, uh, in return for their ability to show you ads. Mm -hmm. And by depriving them of the ability to show ads... You are, in my estimation, taking the content in violation of the kind of implicit agreement that you have with TechCrunch or with whatever online site it may be. And my, my feeling is that if you object to ads, and Lord knows there are plenty of reasons to object to ads, which we will get to, I'm sure, very, very quickly, uh, then the appropriate action is to not visit the site as opposed to take the content without fulfilling your your side of the agreement.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I there there are there are things buried underneath the implicit agreement that make it challenging. So one of the things that I object to more than the ads is the tracking. And it's it's really, really difficult to know what what and how you're being tracked. And a lot of those ads and third party third party sites that load content in any website are tracking you. And so the way that I have it set up is I, I have th- everything that's coming from – well, a lot of stuff that's coming from a third-party site, I try and block. Um, I don't like the idea of tracking. And it's, it's one thing to say, I'm going to show you an ad, and if you're interested, you can click on it. It's another thing to track you all around the web and use the ad as the delivery mechanism for that. Um, the other thing that's interesting, though, here, and let, let's just push on this moral lens – the, the host is actually able to tell if someone's using an ad blocker or not. And I know this because I've been to one or two sites where in place of the ad, um, it's been, uh, it's been a, a, an image that says, oh, hey, you're using an ad blocker. Um, why don't you donate to our site? Now, if the host is able to tell you using an ad blocker, and they really feel that the user is stealing from them if they're able to manipulate the page to show an image, they could conceivably manipulate the page to obscure all the content, but they choose not to
0: yeah i th- that's a great observation. I think actually Ars Technica um might have might have tried that a few years ago uh, I, I can't remember I, i'm I'm trying to look it up and keep my voice. Uh, my mouth pointed at the microphone <laughs> and it's actually making it very difficult. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, that, that's a great point. And, it's, and it's a great, it's a great counterpoint because it, they, they could take control of the issue and not give people their content. Um, and so why don't they do that? And if they're going to let you, if they're going to let you access the content anyway, then, you know, it's like if it, if no one's going to enforce the law, then is it really a law? Right. And, and I think they
1: probably recognize that the kinds of people who use ad blockers are also, and I'm going to generalize here, but they're also probably more sophisticated users. They may end up being, on average, again, more influential. There's more value to them sharing them. And so they get value out of the users through those users sharing the articles, in turn hitting more people who do come in and look at the site and read and click don't have the ad blockers and click on the ad blockers. But if you were to think of the world from a uh, Kantian perspective, where if you were to universalize it, universalize it and everyone stops using ads, uh, yeah, I imagine there'd be a few sites in in problems. Well, I mean, they're probably going to be in they're probably in they're probably in trouble anyway, and that might end up being the state of the world. It may just be accelerating. What's already happening, but the idea of universalizing ad blocking, it that you're right. There's something about it that does feel wrong.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think that you're right on the universal thing. So let's let's but let's before we get to that, um, I I think the, the the I guess the pushback I'd have on the publishers could just shut me off. Mm. Angle is, I guess I feel uh, a little sympathy for the publishers for two reasons. One, the one you just listed is that. Uh, people who, uh, the people who have the ad blockers, may be more sophisticated. They'd be more likely to share, mm. more likely to propagate your content to people who don't have ad blockers. And so you're actually shooting yourself in the foot by blocking them. It's a, it, it feels a little, a little blackmailish in a way, right? Oh, it does. It's like totally does. And I mean, this is, and this is a very real tension. Uh, like I, I, I try to go, I, I work very hard on my site and a lot of the design design designs I make. And like, so for example, uh, most of my articles I post once on Twitter, sometimes twice. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because um, every time I post more than once, like I get a lot of people complaining. It's like, can you stop pushing your articles? I'm like, well, look at this guy over here. He's pushing his like 47 times, but like, (laughs) but like, but at the same time, like I've talked about on the story of strategy that I want people to over time, uh, want more, right? And so, I really don't want to offend or turn away people that that aren't yet aren't yet paying customers. Right. And same thing, where like you know, I've done a lot of work to have like separate RSS feeds for it. Mm-hmm. Where um, if you subscribe to my regular RSS feed, you're not getting a data update in there, not even like an excerpt that says, "Oh, you need to pay to get this." Like, I don't want to annoy you, right? Because I'm worried about you just turning off the RSS feed and not reading me, and and. This despite the fact that that actually is problematic for me because, you know, once there are RSS feeds with content in there, like, they're super hard to control, right? Or, or you know, not pushing. Yeah, I mean, I don't push up daily updates through my regular Twitter Twitter account. I have a separate one. Yep. Um, and my, I guess my whole point is to say, like, I very deeply can appreciate why publishers don't want to do that because it's a, it's a real concern. Uh, the, the second thing is that this almost gets at the, the long, I think we've talked about this, the longstanding tension when it comes to incentives and journalism. Uh, most journalists, uh, to their business detriment, but to society's benefit, aren't motivated by making money, per se. They're motivated because they love, like you're not going to get rich for the most part being a journalist, you do it because you love to, you're curious, you, you like to write stories, you like to know what's going on. You're, you're, you have that sort of, you, you have to know the answer no matter how much people get annoyed and irritated at you. Like that's the, the best sort of journalists are like super annoying, right? And yeah. they're super determined yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't take no for an answer. And the problem is that, and this is a tension I certainly feel is if you do that, you want everyone to read what you did. Right. There there's an aspect of that that you want to tell the world. You want to let everyone know about what it is. And so you, to tell you that for the good of your business you need to shut people off. I mean, this is the thing I hate the most about having a, a paywall, right? Like there's some stuff I write that that I, I really think, wow, this could really resonate. Or I there's some people I really wish could see this. Um, I wrote a thing about Reddit and the anti harassment stuff on Monday that that you know, I I've, I thought was pretty important. And and like I was kind of bummed that it was yeah. behind the payload. Well,
1: I, I, I feel you. And I, I only have a fraction of the reason to have the same feeling because I've, I've written once for you on the daily update about drones. And then a few weeks later, one crashes into the lawn of the White House. And I was like, damn, I wish that was on the public record. So I totally get it. But at the same time... Uh, I mean, if, if someone started, I mean, like, let's extend your argument. If someone created a copied version of the New York Times website and ran their own ad cont over the top of it, like, the business people would clearly put their foot down. Uh, using the logic that you're using, the journalists would be, like, happy, oh, look, there are more people getting access to it, or, or people handing out photocopies of the New York Times in Times Square with new ads, like, again... Like if you're going to make if you're going to make the argument on principle, you have to you have to accept that you know like sometimes sometimes you, you the principle is to your detriment. And if the decision has been made to okay, people need to see the ads or they can't see the content, if they have an option to enforce that and they choose not to, it's it's kind of what you were saying before about having the law that's not enforced or having having a trademark that's not enforced, it gets given
0: away, right? Yeah, well, I, it's interesting. You mentioned it's funny you mentioned the New York Times, like because they, for example, have some content hosted on GitHub so that people in China can access it, uh, which is why GitHub was attacked by huh. by the Great Firewall. And so, like the, even then, in a company that you know is in a relatively dicey position financially, the the underlying reason and motivation and incentive for them still, in some respects, does trump the day, and that's you know and. Yeah, I don't, and the whole thing like where even paywall sites you can always get them through Google, right? Because they want to be exposed to the Google searches, and I guess part of that's an ad thing. Part of it, but part of it, I think, is you know they want they want those stories to be out there.
1: No, I mean, and I understand that tension. I totally do, but I I I can imagine them reacting pretty negatively if uh if if people started handing out passwords for their paywall, and I mean, this is the equivalent of it, and you know, they have an ability to, if it, if it was really hurting them so much, they have an ability to stop it, but they choose not to.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I I don't know. Like there's a very small number of trajectory members that regularly forward my email to Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Um, So like 1% of like subscribers account for 15% of email opens or something like that. Right. And, Like I haven't really done anything or cracked down on it. I I mentioned this week in this article just to illustrate that, like, you know, as long as membership continues to grow, unfortunately, it does. Like, you, you, it's, it's, you almost have like grin and bear it, right? There's, you can't, like, I've tried to make my stuff open as open as can be, given my my business model, and you just have to accept the fact that that people are going to do that. I guess that's what's so frustrating about, about this conversation is um, let's get to the tracking stuff. Cause I think that's a super fair and, and powerful argument in favor of using ad blockers. So everyone who's jumping out of their chairs, will get to that. Uh, on the flip side, there, there's an aspect of, you know, there's just people that almost feel entitled to, to content Part of that. Or, or entitled. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating on one hand. On the other hand, there's I- I've argued for a long time that the 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 challenge is, it's true. I on my content, for example, I'm imposing an artificial scarcity, right? It, it costs me zero dollars to make one more copy. So where am I getting the gall to charge for it? You know what I mean? Like there's, it's almost like like I, I- I've thought this for a, a long time that it almost like customers and consumers kind of implicitly. Get the idea that you have to pay for like a physical object. Like yeah. they, they get that it costs something to make this right. There's actual material here, even if it costs like five cents or ten cents or five dollars or whatever. And then you can have it's easy, and then it's almost easier to mark it up, right? Even though, like theoretically, should, all the margin should be competed away. Like there's just something about it being a physical, tangible object that lets people tolerate, yeah, margin and right more than something like ethereal, like. Content or software mm. or music or all these other digital things that people seem to have no moral compunction about about taking.
1: <laughs> yep, I, I I mean I I get
0: it, I, I and I'm sympathetic to it. Like that, and that's that's I guess that's what's what's almost frustrating about this is in in many respects, advertising. Is, that's why advertising has always been a great fit from a business model perspective for content because advertising also wants to get in front of as many people as possible. Right. I, I right the yeah. incentives are aligned in in a in a at least in one pers one res- one perspective whatever the word is, one respect, they're in aligned the very, very powerfully in a way all the other business models for content are not.
1: Yeah, I, I I I get it. I I I would make the observation that this tends to be a worse problem when people come from an uh, they they're trying to bridge the gap from an old world to the new world, and they don't revisit the fundamental assumptions. Like you, you talk about music, and I, I mean the you you take a CD, you take out the physical cost of distribution or creation and distribution, and the fact that there's a retailer and whatever. And and I don't know, on some level people are like, well, this is so much easier for you to do. How come the pricing hasn't changed? And then something like Spotify comes along and it does it does demonstrate that people are able to pay if they feel like that it's it's fair. Now, in the instance of um in the instance of your your members who are forwarding things around, have you actually just tried emailing them personally and saying, Hey guys, look, I, I, I look I really appreciate you as a member. I, I can see these things are being forwarded around, and I'm sure you're probably doing it to encourage people to subscribe. But, you know, I'd really appreciate it. Like, I'm trying to make a living here. It's, it's tough. I'm on my own. I'd really appreciate it if, you, if, if you'd be respectful of it. You know, I, I suspect if you emailed most of those people and said that, a lot of it would stop. Maybe,
0: but... You're annoyed at know, the fact not? that you have to do it in the first place? No, I feel really like I tried one time. I felt super sheepish and like embarrassed, right? Like cuz it, it it's the incentive thing. Like I'm I'm complaining that someone is propagating my work more widely. Like the the reason I'm in this game isn't isn't to get rich or make money. Like I could make more money like setting up a consulting shop or something, right? right? Like I I I do it because I like reaching a wide audience. I want to have an influence. Um and I don't know like and so I feel very conflicted about it in, in many respects, right? I like the fact that like there's a part of me yeah. that likes the fact I have several thousand more readers in my daily email than I do subscribers because that means that many more people are reading stuff that I really care about and I put a lot of work into and a lot of thought into. Mm. And 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 for and so as much as I will get on my soapbox and praise like oh, you know, paid model for content, pay model for content and it's all this sort of stuff, at the end of the day like there's a really fundamental incentive problem. And it affects both sides, and and yeah,
1: I mean, it's. Do you know what I love about talking to you about this stuff? I get the cognitive dissonance of the journalist and the business person all wrapped into one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, I, I guess the reason I've been able to even pull this off in the first place is I had you know enough technical ability to to put something together poorly. <laughs> the version three is much better because it's, I actually have like it, professionals doing it's it. It's really good. Well, I, I, thanks. Thanks for saying, you know, I had at least enough of a business sense to have a business model in mind and, and to work toward it. but yeah, but then the part is just the willingness and ability to write every day and hopefully on a consistently, you know, compelling, compelling basis. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, that means I I'm having what is normally a war on a conference table uh, at you know at headquarters in my head. It's it is it is disconcerting.
1: Yeah, and uh, on another level, it's a little bit fair to all those folks, unfair rather to all those folks not to make you feel worse about this cuz I I can I can see it's already a struggle on, on both sides, but it's unfair to those folks who would love to forward it for whatever reason but choose not to. Right,
0: exactly. To- yeah, it, exactly. And like I actually want – like I say at the bottom every day, I'm like, for this to people you feel is appropriate. I'm like, you know, encourage them to subscribe. Like, like I, so if I write about a particular topic and you have a friend or whatever that's interested in that topic, by, by all means, I want you to forward it to them. Like how, That's how they'll – and then ideally, they realize that this, there's consistent, compelling content they might be interested in and they'll sign up in the long run, right? And, I, and at the same time, I always get so, – like someone posted something on Twitter the other day about that thing I wrote on Monday – and they they a, a paragraph, like in a photo on Twitter, mm-hmm. because Twitter has such fantastic authoring tools. And um I mean, honestly, we're posting screenshots on Twitter. Uh, and he's like, oh, sorry, I probably shouldn't have post so much. It, and it was like, it was like 50 words. Like I'm like, no, that's that's totally cool. Like honestly, I get I probably get more signups from people posting little snippets from the daily update. Right. And people were like, wow, that's actually really compelling. That's actually a great marketing tool for me. And so um, yeah, I feel totally conflicted. I have a thing. I have a thing on my daily update page where I say, you know, please don't share this because people if they follow the link, they're going to get a paywall, and I don't want it to have a bad experience. Um, at this, at the same time, when, when I when I switch to my uh, my weekly article, like so, I have four daily updates and a weekly article, mm. right? I used to have five daily updates plus weekly article. As you can imagine, that was insane. Um, but what happened was because I send out the article just as just as I send out a daily update my shares on Twitter went down quite a bit. And that's because my hardest core fans stopped sharing because they were conditioned to not share this email. Right. Right? And so I, I was hurting my growth in some respects because I was discouraging my best fans and followers from spreading the word and signing up. It's, it's, super frustrating
1: and hence you end up in a world where publishers could block people who are using ad blockers but choose not to
0: yeah and like uh, i mean yeah it, it is really frustrating and like i don't know I just tell something about like what if if what if my all my day updates were free like what how i don't know it, like how we, but then like how would i monetize right, right? the,
1: the food on the table like i feel like that's an essential ingredient in you doing what you do
0: to say the least <laughs> um yeah. So, yeah. So, anyhow, the, the point is the, the. On the flip side, your point about tracking and privacy is super fair, and it's super fair for a specific one. I think incredibly specific reason. Um, if I can speak for you and all the other Please. immoral people. Just joking. Yeah. Just um. <laughs> go for it. You You have no idea. What is being tracked about mm-hmm. you, or like what is going on when you visit a site without an ad blocker, right? And it, it's it's not that. It, whereas if you if you go to sites like you have to pay, if you go to my site you have to pay ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Like you know the exchange is very clear and transparent and fair, right? It, when you go to TechCrunch and they're like, uh, I don't know if TechCrunch buys cookies, so sorry TechCrunch, if you don't, we're just using you as a stand-in, um, and they're going to plant a cookie on you, or you had a cookie that's planted on you three years ago and we're going to add a tick to that saying you're interested in whatever. Um, you have no idea what's happening. You don't know what that's worth. You don't know what you're worth. Like we, we we get numbers about, oh, the average Google user is worth X. The average Facebook user is worth X. That's an average though, right? We know for a fact that Google monetizes primarily in the US and the UK and much less in the rest of the world. We know Facebook monetizes uh, most mostly in the US, although they are – actually a pretty solid worldwide revenue base, which is another thing that's impressive. About mm. that. um, but for sure, there are some users that are way more valuable than other users. And you and I are probably in that category. We have relatively high incomes. We buy nice stuff. We pay for things. And as we've talked about with social networks previously, the reason why a social network can never be for pay is one, it won't have enough users, but two, the reason why you can't offer like a pay option i mean small apps and stuff can do this but if you're a serious player that is advertising at scale you can't offer a pay option to have no ads realistically because who's going to you're going to have your best customers customers self select out of advertising or your best products means, <laughs> right no exactly it's like it's like the healthcare problem right the problem the problem with uh the problem where healthcare a big problem with not having socialized healthcare is that all the healthy people that don't can probably get away with not having healthcare. Opt out, go out, and you're left with all the sick people. Right? The problem is then the economics don't work. You need you need people paying for services they don't use, so that people who accrue very high costs don't have to pay it all themselves. Right? It, that that's. Right and and the argument fell. it's the same yeah. thing with with, right. with, with advertising. Right. Yeah, and it's funny. Like, and this is a real fundamental. Like this idea of like socializing costs and socializing income. It yeah, the the way advertising works, it's in many respects similar to. It totally is, and and or or like or like pay for play games. Right, there's a couple people who spend a ton of money and subsidize the game effectively for everybody else. Th-
1: that that's true. It's slightly. It's, I don't know. It's slight, it's slight. I mean, each of, each of the examples are slightly different. The, the, the argument around socializing healthcare, the healthy people opt out. The, the thing is eventually those healthy people get old and not healthy and then they want to opt in and. Right the free writer problem right exactly that that that's the the issue and uh, and it's similar in terms of articles, right? You're probably not going to read every article on uh, on a site, but you are going to read some of them, but like there needs to be some you know it, 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 it's the same principle. yeah, just the idea that some people are, are paying yeah, but you like you mentioned that there's an implicit agreement between the reader and the publisher. Uh, around you know, I'm going to read your content. I'll view your ad, and if I like it, maybe I'll click on it. the 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 articulation of the problem I have with the the tracking is I have no idea what the implicit agreement is that I'm implicitly agreeing to because there's no way for me to find out. There's and you're certainly not telling me. Yeah, that's that's
0: exactly right. Um, and that's why that above all, that's why I regret coming across as so absolute because. The reality is, uh, I can't get on my high horse about you violating an agreement if you have no idea what the agreement is. You, exactly what, exactly what you just said. And beyond that, I think what's frustrating about the Internet is, uh, it, where can you go? It, so say you're going to be principal, you're not going to visit sites that, that have this this tracking. Where, where can you go? I. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, even the New York Times—you can pay for a subscription, but there's going to be AdSense ads. Like that's how they fill the bottom of the inventory. Yeah, I—I I mean,
1: it's impossible to. It's—I don't think it's possible to really go anywhere without that happening to you now.
0: Right, and especially because if you think about it, for a subscription site, um, you could turn off your cookies, but you need a cookie if you're going to go on a subscription site. Right. Right. There's actually a big problem I had with the update is because, um, so I'm using a, a, a third party service now for the membership system, which mm. um, I think we mentioned on a podcast previously. I don't, I, think I might have edited it out, but uh, I like it because I like the incentives, right? They're, I'm paying them on an ongoing basis. They're getting a share of revenue yeah. uh, as well as a monthly fee. And I like that because they are incentivized to keep me happy and to keep my business growing. If I If I grow, they grow, right? Yeah. And so it's costing me more than my old solution, which was, Package software, but I paid once and then there was all these bugs and maybe I'd get a fix. Maybe I wouldn't. I wasn't a high priority. Um, and and so I, it, it, from an incentive perspective, from a performance perspective, from a Watson perspective, it's yeah. better. There's one problem though. Because it's a hosted managed service, it's hosted on a different domain than Oh, So it's actually a service called Memberful. So you, you sign in on Stratectory.memberful.com which needs to set a cookie so you can log in. So they need to set a cookie both on uh, searchtackery.com and also where I, I host the forums, which is using discourse, which is fantastic. Cannot sp- be more pleased with it. Um, the, open, the open source forum software uh-huh. that's been created by um, a well-known internet personality. It's mad about Markdown. Can't think of his name. Um, but it's great. Uh, I it couldn't be more impressed. But that's also hosted on a different server, uh, forum.searchtackery.com. Um the issue is the the one needs to set a cookie on on multiple domains. The problem is if if you have the a slightly more restrictive cookie policy, which only lets this domain you're on set a cookie for that domain. Now you can't log in because I need memberful.com to be able to set a cookie on strategery.com. Now they've actually built a workaround through so it'll like go through WordPress and so it will work. It uh. But for the forum software. Like Discourse doesn't have that that API to to do a uh-huh. backdoor login basically. So I have to tell people, understand waiver shift cookie settings. I need you to change it to the normal setting, log in, and then change it back. And you know, the cookie's relatively long living, so you'll be okay for, for a while. Uh-huh. Um and it it, it so much of the internet is like this, right? Stuff was done for very good reasons, and it's been abused and taken advantage of. And as much and so it's very rich, I guess, for me to complain about a very small percentage of customers taking advantage of content. And I, I almost want to end it out because I, I don't want to gripe. The reality is, the vast majority of people don't, and people huh. spreading the. I would rather have more people spread the word, even if it means more more quote unquote pirating, because I want more people to know. Right? That's that's a bigger priority for me. Um, but I, on the flip side, like. Why am I almost defending advertisers and all these these sort of folks when they're abusing the trust and technological capabilities that they have? Like, why why shouldn't users abuse the technology technological capabilities they have, which is to block? Ads? Yeah,
1: it it all. Yeah, I know. The sad thing about it is it feels all very lowest common denominator. It it,
0: it it is. Yeah. It yeah. And the
1: the other thing the other thing I would say. Sorry, I just totally interrupted you. No, 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 go for it. You sound like you're about
0: to, you're about to get something off your chest. Well, well, one thing is that the other people say, like, oh, what about DVRs, right? Where you, you're skipping oh, yeah. skipping content. Um, fair response, I, to me, it differs in one very important way. And where it differs is that when I DVR a show and I skip over ads, the publisher is still getting paid. Like they, they Now, over the long run, the rates may become lower because the ads aren't generating the response that... Perhaps it was warranted given the audience, et cetera, et cetera, because we're not actually looking at the ads. But for I don't know. And, and this is why I talk about anything moral is very fuzzy. And that's, mm-hmm. why, like, and that's why I wasn't trying to say, like, that's why I should have been more clear that everything is a personal moral judgment. Like, and I, I strongly believe putting one's morals on others is not a good way to go, particularly legislatively or anything like that. Um, the, the issue, though, is the publisher is still getting paid. It's the advertiser that's kind of getting a raw deal. But they're the ones, I, I didn't ask them to come to my life anyway, right? They're, they're there. Whereas when it comes to ad blockers, the mm. publisher is not, mm. uh, an impression is not being registered. So the advertiser is not paying. The only one getting hurt is the publisher.
1: Yeah, but uh, I mean, again, let's universalize it. If everyone got a DVR and everyone skipped ads, then, then I'm pretty sure the advertisers wouldn't be paying... Uh, wouldn't be paying the uh, producers of the television content either.
0: Well, they're increasingly not. Well, that's Because true. attention, like DVRs have reduced the time spent doing commercials. Attention broadly is 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 slipping away from television finally for the first time in years. Mm. And what's interesting is uh, more and more television, and I, I've talked about this, I think, yeah, I've talked about on this on the site. No, I just did updates. Uh, more and more television is moving more and more to a, a subscription or distribution-based model. So, uh, take Mad Men, for example, a, a show about advertising, hmm. ironically. <laughs> uh, what, at, what Mad Men has done, yes, it's made a lot of money for AMC through advertising, as well as AMC's other shows, Breaking Bad, especially The Walking Dead. Um, uh, Better Call Saul. Walking Dead is, is the most popular. But, but Mad Men was the first. And Mad Men was the first real kind of like, of this kind of golden age of TV. The first one that wasn't on HBO. HBO has always been unique because you, you the customers are paying for it. Mm. There are no commercials. It's a very straightforward transaction that heavily incentivizes HBO to cr- create good stuff. Mm. And it and and Netf- it's basically that's the model Netflix has. It's the model that, that Amazon is is pursuing. And you think about that model, it is a it is a response to the advertising one, right? Because people are paying up front to see it as opposed to paying with their eyeballs or attention or whatever. Um, the way it works for AMC or ESPN or all the other cable channels is by creating Mad Men, which d- not that many people watch. Only like 3 million people watched the finale, which I thought was fantastic um, for the record. Uh, not that many people watched it, but of those 3 million people or whatever, if that show, if AMC wasn't on, if, if their cable network dropped AMC, they would go crazy. They drop their cable, they get DirecTV, they would do whatever they needed to do. And because of that, AMC can charge cable providers higher affiliate fees. So, and affiliate fees that, you know, every single cable subscriber pays for them. So, even though 3.3 million people watched Mad Men, everyone who has cable paid for Mad Men in so, in so many respects. Yeah, we've talked about this.
1: Socialism. Right. It's it, the one social, socialist experiment <laughs> in the US that works, is cable
0: TV. Right, right, exactly. And because in the, all the mammoth people are paying for ESPN or paying for whatever other shows, you know that, that that that's your pet show. And what's interesting is AMC makes more money from distribution fees than they do from advertising,
1: huh.
0: which is again ironic. For and it comes from a, a strategy that's pioneered by a show about advertising, which is which is the irony. Um, but in general, all TV is moving in this direction. ESPN makes most of their money from affiliate fees, even though they have very high ratings and they do make a lot of money from advertising and and all of the big the big cable channels operate this way and and the 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 conglomerate that's struggling Viacom they've always been more of a commercial advertising model and now they're kind of stuck in the cold right because like people are cutting these deals to have these over the top networks and no one cares about having Viacom because it's just a bunch of like trash lowest common denominator to get a bunch of eyeballs no one's like leaving to because they don't have the Viacom channels and um And so you see the entire business model TV has kind of shifted slowly away from advertising because of the loss of attention to this pay up front model. And it's like, well, maybe that will work for content, but the problem is there's just so much supply when it comes to content, right? There's so much out there. It's so much easier to produce. There's so much great stuff. It's really hard to, to charge. And, Maybe that's an unsatisfactory answer, but I don't know. That was a long monologue. Long, long. <laughs> that's that's okay. I,
1: it's interesting when we start pulling all these threads together. I enjoy it. Yeah, and seeing the parallels is great.
0: Yeah. So that the ad we we spent more time on the kind of individual, I guess I think where we probably both agree is um, there's there's a it's a much more fraught argument when it comes to individuals, and I again, my strong language notwithstanding, which I kind of regret, uh, can understand that point of view. It can understand it more deeply, frankly, thanks to um, the 81 post debate that's inspired on the forum. Oh, wow. Um, uh, but a network operator doing it s- seems much more problematic.
1: Well, yeah, we're starting to move into that Kantian wholesale adoption of this idea, and that's that's where... I mean, there are certain people who are technically sophisticated enough to do it and or, or even know that it exists. And there are plenty of people who wouldn't even know that it exists. And now it's suddenly becoming a thing. Yeah, well, actually, before we even get there, we
0: what, today, Adblock Plus, the most popular ad blocker, um, released a new browser for uh, for Android that blocks ads. But do you know what their business model is? I do not. I, I mean, don't they take donations? Uh Probably that's not a real business model. Sorry, no, I know. <laughs> um, sorry, everyone who takes donations. Um, they uh, they get advertisers to pay them to allow their ads through. Oh no way! Yep. So Google and uh, Amazon and Microsoft and like Taboola, like that. All those you know, of offensive stories at the bottom that you might be interested in uh, of a story. <laughs> uh, yeah, they pay up. They pay up so that their advertisers will will go through the ad blocker. Man, it's one of these increasingly the case. If you've
1: got control of the eyeballs one way or another, that just becomes valuable, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm curious. I, I'm. I, well, let me ask you. I mean, you feel obviously you are okay. You've come to a resolution internally that an ad blocker is okay for you to <gasps> run. And I, and to be clear, I, res, I respect that. I understand the point of view. Um, I, for myself, disagree, but. I disagree, and I I understand that's from my own personal sense, and it's not meant to be a judgment of you or anyone else. You it's really got some nasty feedback on this, didn't you? No, <laughs> no. I, it's more I felt I I, I I'm yeah. mad at myself. I'm mad at myself for not. No, 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 no. I get it. I, I wanted to right?
1: I wanted to needle you a little bit. I do no. I feel pissed off. I mean, it, it, do I? So I've. What well, does that bother you? Does it bother I mean, you if that's how they're monetizing? <sighs> It does, because in the same way that there is uh, an Im- uh, uh, I can't agree to an implicit a- a- agreement that I don't understand with the publishers, it feels like that, that uh, it, if you accept that what the publishers are doing is wrong in terms of tracking people, then uh, a technology that people have installed on the basis of stopping being tracked gets turned off when someone pays them enough to turn it off. everything has a price. Yeah, I mean absolutely. I didn't pay for it. I downloaded it. I probably no, I I definitely didn't donate. So I guess I deserve it, right?
0: I don't know. I mean I I guess you know it's for all for all that people This is the problem with any sort of utopian vision, you know, like information wants to be free. We're gonna share everything, you know. People will people will put stuff out there because they want like it never like there always ends up being all this other muck that goes with it, right? And the less defined, the less rules by rules I don't mean like regulatory rules, but just like natural laws, or it might be around it, the more the more murky it is and the more room for both greatness, but also really nastiness is. And the internet is like the ultimate, like I've said this before, like I believe that a person's strengths, greatest strengths are their greatest weaknesses. I think we've talked about this. Mm. And it's a company's greatest strengths are their greatest weaknesses. We've definitely talked about that. But that applies to systems and abstract ideas like the internet too. The internet's incredible openness and the way that everything is interconnected and 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 all that sort of stuff is amazing and the reason why the internet has become the force that it is like do you think that a, a one a century a central planner could not have come up with the internet two do you think any corporation or anyone with any sort of influence would have allowed the internet to come up the internet is destroying it's destroying industry after industry and old corporation after old corporation like it the only way it could have existed is was if no by one controlled it Exactly, but now it's like the, we're the, the, we're paying the piper, right? Like the problem with that is it's all open and controllable and a total mess, which means it's open to less savory people right. or even people who have good intentions and just happen to have to take this full circle, different moral standards or than I do, right? Right? That's what's that's what's so. That's what makes it so so difficult. Is there are people who absolutely one hundred percent believe they're doing the right thing, and I absolutely understand believe they're doing the wrong thing.
1: I yeah, it's this. Uh, I I I. It's a it's a beautiful way of articulating it, building it up in that way. I I totally agree, and and this this example is just a great example of it. Right, you you we have very little idea of all these things that are going on. Like you think you're reading an article. No one has, no one, most people don't know they're being tracked. And then, okay, a few people find out they are being tracked and install software to stop it. And then it turns out that the software to stop you being tracked doesn't stop you from being tracked. If a company has paid them to turn it off, like, it's just one of these beautiful illustrations of <laughs> of what happens in these environments with no laws and no rules and how human nature just, you know, it it it, it just all uh, it's like water and gravity it just wants to find a way down, you know.
0: But on the flip side, we have access to more information than anyone in the history of ever. At instantly. I can read almost every almost any newspaper in the entire world within five seconds. I can go on Google and I want to find something out and I can find it. I mean, on, like and on, then it, on it's, inextricably, it's inextricably linked uh-huh. to the, 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 what you just said, you said, Oh, it flows downhill, right? This uh-huh. this, you get all this nastiness, but it flows up to, to the sun, to the, to, 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 to the universe, to, to all the world's knowledge. Yeah. Right? No, no, no.
1: And, and on, I mean, and you can't change one part of it without uh, impacting a whole lot of other parts of it. And on balance, it's such a wonderful thing. I'm not sure you'd want to tinker with it too much, right?
0: I mean, that's, that's kind of the, that's, that's the fundamental question. I guess that's why I feel this is, this is the opening of a much larger exploration. Um, but we're already at 53 and there was all this buildup
1: that we talked about telling people to strap themselves in and all we got to was ad blockers.
0: Well, let's, let's talk about the specifics of, of a carrier doing. Cause I think that's interesting. Um, I think that for one, it, just, just from a a, I'm not a lawyer, um, in putting aside the moral arguments, uh, it seems like a problematic approach from an antitrust perspective. Right? Because you they have basically a monopoly on their customers connection to the internet. Uh and they are leveraging that into extracting payment, at least theoretically, from Google mm. or Microsoft or whoever.
1: Uh, so so I it, so, do, so a couple of things come to mind. First of all, do they really have a monopoly? Um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that. Like saying, yeah, especially they,
0: particularly in Europe where there's much more competition.
1: There is, and saying they have a monopoly on their customers is a bit like saying Apple has a monopoly on its customers. It, it's I, that something about that doesn't quite sit right. But the the it's the last time this kind of thing happened and it objected was when. The network providers started charging Netflix to gain access to, uh, like, to not degrade the experience. And there's there's something about it that just unsettles me a a little bit. This idea that, I, I mean, it speaks to the net neutrality stuff, right? Effectively, a a a carrier is determining what a person does
0: and does not see. Oh yeah, it's absolutely a violation of net neutrality. Um, unfortunately for for Europe, um, they the parliament passed it, but like the, in the sense of the European Commission, which hasn't implemented it because there's been pushback. Like there should be special services, special fast lanes. So at least on a European wide basis, there is no net neutrality law. Specific countries might have different implementations.
1: It's. I, I guess this is. I. I'm more okay with it if it's an opt-in service because if it's an opt-in service as opposed to a universal service, it's. It's the equivalent of someone downloading an ad blocker, or you're reducing the friction on downloading an ad blocker. I. I guess it's a little bit more discomforting to me when, uh, a a carrier is making a determination as to whether someone does or does not want to see something. Uh, based on the IP address it comes from, and it's it's like, well, hang on, there are actually people out there who like receiving junk mail. Like it's that that seems super strange to me, but it's apparently true. And if someone, if, it Sounds if, like a reality if, TV show, <laughs> maybe on Viacom. Um, like, <laughs> uh, <Nice>. there's <laughs> <laughs> there's something I don't know. There's just something about like making that decision on behalf of people that I find a little bit troubling.
0: Yeah, I I think it could, if they, if this actually happened, I think it could backfire on them too politically. Uh, And it it reminds me um, of Verizon sued the FCC's net neutrality laws in like 2010 or 2011 or whatever, Mm. uh, because they were implemented under Title II or Title I. And Verizon was right on the merits but the net result was uh, those net neutrality laws only applied to landlines, uh, not to mobile networks, which was more of Verizon's business. And right. now the FC lost in court and eventually came full circle. And now there is full new net neutrality and it also applies to mobile. Right. So things are actually worse for Verizon for having uh, stirred up the hornet's nest, yes, as it were. totally. And I, there's an aspect where if this unnamed carrier... Although people suspect it might be Hutchinson because they're also invested in the uh, in the company, the Israeli company that makes the software. Uh, it's called Shine. That this could st- actually lead to the implementation of true net neutrality because it's like seemed such an egregious violation of it.
1: Yeah, they they want to be careful, but I I'm imagining I don't know I I wonder whether they're like. Uh, maybe we rain this down on Europe, but like we demonstrate the software works, it's going to be the biggest piece of free advertising ever. And uh, uh, I wonder whether it's going to get adopted in some other territory beyond that, that means that
0: they're okay with it. Well, so it was brought to my attention that actually this already happens uh, in other parts of the world. Like someone, one of my readers in Indonesia told me that this has been going on for several years, that not only do, oh, wow. do carriers strip out ads, but they insert their own. Oh,
1: Wow. I mean, stripping out the ads makes sense. Like you're you're bandwidth constrained, particularly in developing countries. Inserting their own is definitely a uh, is definitely reaching a whole new level of cheekiness.
0: Well, the, the truth is, like, the, and this is what's interesting about the whole net neutrality debate is, um, net neutrality is is uh, especially zero. So there's kind of a, a very close cousin of net neutrality. It may be net neutrality, may not. Depends you look at it. Called zero rating, where uh, basically a service pays the internet provider to not charge for their yeah. There's stuff. And so it, it is discriminatory treatment of data. So I guess it is neutrality, but it's like like it's not being treated better or worse. It's just the customer doesn't have to pay for it. So and this is widespread in the developing world. Like um Facebook or yeah. WhatsApp, for example, will have a deal where you sign up and you get WhatsApp for free, or you get Facebook for free, and Facebook or WhatsApp is paying on on the backside. Uh or a carrier is just using for marketing, depending on how competitive the market the mar- is. Yes. And it's interesting, there's been a ton of I don't know if you've been following this, but there's been a ton of pushback in India, in particular, against Internet.org, yep. Facebook's uh, Facebook's um, Internet initiative, which basically works through carriers to offer a collection of internet services, including Facebook, but also sites like Wikipedia, um, which is probably the most interesting one uh, for free. And the idea is it, it like Facebook claims that people will sign up for more. For real data plans going forward, and it's good for the carriers, and also people get access to the internet. And like people, like it, there's been a huge pushback in India, like an ongoing sort of thing about violent neutrality, and people are outraged at this. Um, and I'm I'm glad that gives me
1: a little bit of faith in humanity because that's my reaction too. I I like I I am not I feel it's a pretty. <laughs> The power of the internet is that it's open and free. And if you're...
0: Uh, but the, but the, yeah. the 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 problem is, as Tim Bray pointed out in an article today, is uh, Facebook is proposing to give the sum of the world's knowledge as indexed by Wikipedia for free to people who could not otherwise afford it. So and I, it, it it cheers your heart that that will not happen.
1: I, it's a really good point. Let me try and mount the counter-argument, which is... Uh, I worry about, I mean, you live in Taiwan, I visit China, it blows my mind that when I visit China, I ask people if they've heard of Tiananmen Square, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. I want to make sure you can still enter China. So, do you
0: want me to edit that out? Or? No, I'm totally. <laughs> I'm just
1: <kidding>. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. Like, okay, if they're really that serious about Tiananmen, still, like, okay, I guess I I won't be going to China. But no, and this idea that yeah, it's it's some knowledge is better than no knowledge. But to to the to, to be able to control what people do and don't see, like, to be able to. To be handing out information and having, well, handing out access to information and controlling what they do see, particularly if it's an opt in model, so you'll only see what I let you see, that's a very dangerous precedent to be setting.
0: It, it is. It is. Um, then again, uh, we've had the discussion about slippery slopes. Like if you work, you know, if you look closely enough, everything's a slippery slope. Of course, of course. I I, I just
1: think there's something about <laughs> how close we are to the bottom with that. This idea that I'm gonna I'm gonna hand out I'm gonna hand out all these things, and it's going to be. I mean, the way in which Facebook's making the determination around what is approved and what isn't. That's the thing that, like, when a corporate is making those kinds of decisions for society and for the 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 least educated members of society who may not understand that this isn't actually all the internet that kind of scares me a little bit
0: scares me a lot actually well but but what's the alternative Uh, yes it's 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 a it's a
1: very good point i mean i mean it just depends all right so let me let me put it this way: It depends on the motivations of the company. If if Facebook's genuine about broadening access, then why not open it up to why not open it up to an independent set of of folks inside uh, the country? And like, okay, every country gets to decide. Like, this is the amount of traffic that we're able to afford, and yeah, we're going to have Facebook zero rated. But beyond that, you guys get to decide what people inside the country
0: do and don't get access to. How about that as a solution? I don't want to talk completely my rear end. I think that Facebook is, um, that's kind of what they move towards is like having it some sort of op- more open model about what the other sites are. Um, don't, don't quote me on that. I just, although I guess it's a podcast, I just quoted myself. Um, I'll, I'll look it up afterwards, but I guess there's one, there's one, there's one small thing to not push back on. Cause I, I think I agree with you, but to, push on on what you just said and it's kind of like the the implicit assumption that uh a corporate decision maker is inherently bad does that make sense i'm
1: i'm processing
0: yeah, like, I, I, like you said something to the effect of you know the fact that a corporation is deciding what's on here um instead of an independent third party, like at the end of the day, they're the ones that are paying for this or actually I think they get carriers to pay for it. But let's, you know, let's strip away the details because we're on a podcast. We can do that. Like big picture, like they're the ones that are making this happen. And why shouldn't they be able to, to choose?
1: Uh, It's a, it's a, it's a really good point. I, 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 I guess that the way that I think about this is uh, is my observation in the US inside a uh inside a uh, a free and democratic society and seeing the impact of uh uh of money on politics. Now way back when when the constitution was formed, uh there was a recognition that the the amount of power given to a government was such and the impact that could have on the populace was such that the the government needed to be regulated. There were things that the government could and could not do. Now, I don't think it would have been possible for them to foresee the amount of of power that companies potentially can have nowadays, companies like Facebook, in terms of the amount of control, uh, uh, amount of reach and amount of influence they have. But I wonder if they could have foreseen that, would they have built that would they have built those restrictions just around governments or around any entity so powerful that it could have an impact on the populace? And it's it's this idea that a company is making so much money that it's able to invest in projects like this that are typically that are typically the domains of governments uh, to to give people access to education and access to information. Uh, and the the rationale for why the company is letting people have like I don't know, there's just it doesn't feel like the motives are pure, and just by virtue of the scale of it, it's troubling.
0: Yeah, I mean, I t- I tend to agree. Um, I mean, people who usually invoke the "what the founders would say" argument have decided that corporations are people, so I'm not sure if that's the route you want to go down. No, um, that's probably not. <laughs> uh we should have constitutional
1: law discussions sometime.
0: That was my specialty in undergrad.
1: Really, I I feel like I, I feel like there are a whole bunch more traps that I would fall into. Given that our <laughs> cons- we have a constitution too, nobody reads it, nobody pays any attention to it. It just kind of sits in the background. When I say we, I mean Australia. Uh, oh, that's it's, where it's, you're from. Oh dear. <laughs> Someone is it, true just- that, is it is it
0: true that the toilets swirl the opposite way?
1: Oh, <laughs> the Coriolis effect.
0: Yes, I meant to check that when I when I was there last fall, and uh, I it,
1: it's so slight that if you get if you get absolutely perfect conditions, then yes. But there are too many other factors at play, such that uh, it's unlikely to be observed in any normal circumstance.
0: Well, oh good, I feel better about it then. <laughs> um, No, yeah, I I think you hit on um, a, a real fundamental point that that undergirds i think a lot of frustration that we both share about uh lots of things well one is i think the idea the the winner takes all and the the effect of there being zero marginal costs on the production of goods that people will pay for whether that be through money or through attention Mm. uh allows for much larger more powerful countries than would have ever thought possible right companies companies yeah corporations uh because if you had to create something like you you were bounded by the amount of steel in the world or mm-hmm. like price at some point right would like because you're if you're hoarding at all there's going to be a, you're going to run out of supply and, and like so there, there were there were natural limits even to the most powerful monopolies in a way there just aren't for a google or a facebook or all these sorts of companies mm-hmm. and so that's problem number one problem number two um something I think is particularly acute in the United States is uh, the fact that there, it feels like there's these areas where the government uh, without argue a strong push from particularly one side of the political aisle has abdicated responsibility. Like the idea, like access to the internet and all this sort of stuff. I don't, it should be thought of like roads. It benefits Mm. everyone. Everyone should pay for it. It's the same thing with health insurance, but with this kind of anti, I know I've said this before, this kind of anti government streak in in US, like makes these stuff politically impalpable, where we're basically cheering for Google to provide competition and internet access. When if you're opposed to an ad blocker, I'm not sure you want Google providing your internet service. Right? Like, it's all these cognitive, like, just mess ups in our brain. On the flip side, I think there's also tempting to fall into a Western mindset, a rich, country's mindset and think about these problems from that perspective when the issues and challenges facing Indonesia or India are much different. And the calculus is much different. India is really unique because they have a very, you know, kind of a very highly uh, educated, mm. particularly in tactical matters, part part of society like that, that. And that's why like, for example, Xiaomi sees it as such an attractive market because that's like people who are very, uh, Forward-thinking and geeky and technical, but don't have much money. That's like Xiaomi's customer to a T, right? So right. that's why they're, so, they're so, so so bullish about it. Um, so India is unique in having this pushback, but particularly in say a country like Indonesia, uh, there's third most populous country in the in the world and most living in significant poverty. Like the the calculations particularly for government and where the money goes and if you can be trust where the money goes gets yeah makes it a much more fraught problem it totally does I,
1: I i all i can all i can count counter with is beware of strangers bearing gifts and i don't know the west has a long history of 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 <laughs> going to countries like that with uh Apparent good intentions only for it not to be the case. And I, I worry that it's no different here in the instance of Facebook. Yeah, we're giving you free internet. You guys should just be grateful. You know, it's, I, mm, Facebook I, colony? It, uh, it's a little bit like that. Like there are people out there that now are, un, are unable to distinguish between Facebook and the internet. They think Facebook is the internet. Well, there's a lot of people in the US that think that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy.
0: Um, all okay, right. well, uh it feels intractable. It's interesting, though, to think of how how like it feels intractable for two reasons: One, because it feels intractable, but two, because you don't want to lose the aspects that make this malfeasance possible, because the things that make the malfeasance possible also make all the good stuff possible. Yeah. Like the that's, internet, the, there's so many parts of the internet that, that are like the ultimate moral question of, of all time.
1: Right, that's a really good way of putting it. I guess the issue I have with what's happening with that, that the stuff out in the developing world is you are losing the stuff that makes the malfeasance possible. You know what
0: I mean? The openness and access yeah, and all that. exactly. Yeah, but I guess what I mean though is, I mean, the getting access to the internet via smartphone uh, is does is transforming lives in incredibly poor areas, whether it be in Southeast Asia, whether it be in Africa, like all these, all these, all these places. Um, And, but the conditions that make that possible are the conditions that allow a Facebook to even arise in the first place. You know what I mean? So yeah, on a narrow point, you're right. Like the, maybe internet.org is, is restricting it too much, but on a broader level, the tension is still very much there.
1: Oh, totally. I totally, I totally agree. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing against, I'm not saying that I wish that the internet was such that, that Facebook hadn't, hadn't come into being. What I guess I'm worried about is uh, the, the, these endeavors out in the developed world are a version of the internet where Facebook couldn't come into being. Yeah, fair
0: enough. Uh, that makes it's a, it's a very very good observation. Um, well, we we should we should probably leave it at that. Um, I think there's, th- I think this pulls on a lot of threads that we've been talking about over the last year, and um, it was good. It's a good conversation as always.
1: Yeah. No. Thank you for it. Though I I feel like even even still, given the grand workup we had at the beginning, we didn't quite get there. But I guess that's a precursor of what th- this is the ultimate in 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 television. Bait and switches where they like promise you this big reveal at the end of the episode, and then you get to the end of the episode, and it's like, sorry, guys, next time.
0: Uh, I thought I said at the beginning that I think there's a multi episode uh, red to pull <laughs> on here. That's true, actually. That's true. Um, That's fair. In your defense, absolutely fair. Yes. And I suspect, um, you know, stuff on trajectory as well. I, um, so, yeah. Well, we, we will. we will, to be continued. T- <laughs> dot dot dot. All right. Well, uh sounds good. I will. I will talk to you next week. Then sounds good, Ben. See ya. Right, bye bye.